SegaBits presents Sega Talk, a podcast talking all things with your hosts, George and Barry. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Sega Talk, number 43. I'm Barry, with me is George. Hello, everyone. And we're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh-oh. Which one? Yeah. Well, um, it's not the 16-bit game. It's not the 8-bit game. It's not the 2006 game. It is the movie. Yeah, that's right. The 2020 movie Sega Talk is busting into... What would this be? Like events, I yeah. guess, right? Yeah. 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 So we've, when we kicked this show off, well, however many years ago, we said we'd get to events. I was always thinking maybe like famous E3 events, Tokyo game shows. I never thought I'd be talking about Sonic the Hedgehog movie as, uh, yeah, that. So, you know, as we all know, as fans, since 1991, there has been several attempts at releasing a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. So many that we could do a whole show on those. But on this episode, we're talking specifically about Paramount Pictures' Sonic the Hedgehog. The movie itself had several twists and turns in development, which we will cover here, before it finally released on February 14th, 2020. But before we get into that, off the top of your head, can you recall any early Sonic movie attempts? Uh, there was a Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie OVA, that uh, mm-hmm. everybody remembers, um, which I think... It's probably the closest we've gotten to an actual, like, video gamey uh, Sonic. Um, that's the only one I, I technically remember. I do know mm-hmm. there's other ones that I'm sure you'll enlighten the viewers with. Yeah, so um, Ken Penders did his pitch. He was uh, a writer for Archie for many years. He was responsible for a lot of the uh, Echidna lore, which is kind of ironic given... It's in this movie, but it's not having anything to do with Ken Penders. Mm. Um, there were several others, too. In fact, uh, man, was it Blake J. Harris who did Console Wars who told us? Um, I don't think it was on the DL because he, he was talking about it on the podcast that he was like researching the Sonic movie that never happened way back in the 90s. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Could we get any exclusives? He's like, well, keep your eyes peeled to the news sites because I'm... Work. Nothing happened. Like, absolutely nothing happened with that story. Do you remember that? I do remember that. And he also, like, told us that he had, like, um, high-scanned uh, Sega Genesis ads from the 90s at, like, Super HD or something that oh, were, like... that was... Um, yeah, that was the... Because uh, uh, we had them both on to talk about um, the release of the Genesis book. That was... Um, Darren Wall. Anyway, yeah. I'm getting in the weeds, but basically, you know, over the years doing the Segabit stuff, we talked to people and they they mentioned little things they're working on, little promises. Nothing came of it. So, to be honest, because nothing came of his article, I didn't want to get into it here because I feel like we're going to be missing out on something really cool. Also, there is a guy that had a script, a Sonic movie script. Someone, I believe, emailed us and was like, hey, is this worth anything? And I was like, hey, it might be, why don't you send me some pages? Or why don't you... And he was like, I want to know how much it's worth. And I'm like, well, I'm not willing to buy it because it sounds like you want a lot of money. But if you scan it, there are people who would be very interested in it. 
and you'd just be doing a service. Like, the script itself is still worth something, yeah. but you'd be doing a service just to, to people in general to see this thing, and they're sitting on it. They're not giving... So it's like, you know, who cares about video game history? Who cares? It's it's just all about money. I'm sick of these people. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> if you had the script, so, would you want a big buck yeah. for it? If I had the script, I would scan the entire thing, and I'd want like people to credit me for putting it out there, um, but I'd keep it like yeah. as a collectible. But I would I would put an entire scanned script out there so people could see it. Like, yeah. I just I think it's selfish. I don't know. Like, it's there's an entire pitch for a Sonic movie out there that we've never seen. And the funny thing is, they sent me the picture of the cover. And then a few snippets, but if you mess with Photoshop, you can read the first page <laughs> through the through the covers. So that was me, man. Those were the crazy years of Sega bits. But um, so let's let's talk about the Sonic movie we're talking about now. So do you recall the earliest signs of what would become this Sonic movie? So I mean, it feels like it's been so long since like the, even this movie came out. Like it's only been like two mm-hmm. months, right? And I feel like. Oh, yes, before the COVID-19, I remember the good old days. Um, right. I do remember that it was a Sony movie, Sony Pictures movie. I do remember that That's right. it was supposed to be about a hedgehog. <laughs> I remember that. Um, mm-hmm. I remember the little stories like that. And then it was always like, I think we even did a, a Sega News Bits where it's like, it's coming out 2018. And then it, we changed it to 2019. And then yep. we finally got in 2020. So it's been one of those movies that it's like, we never heard anything about it. It was like silent. And then we got all these leaks. And then I didn't even believe the leaks, to be honest with you. I'm like, this has to be fake. And yeah. most of the leaks, I would say about 99% were real. Or they were real yeah. at the time. And it's now proof has come out that 100% we were on the ball on this. Uh, but what about you? Yeah, so um, I'm with you. It was the Sony stuff. But as I was looking through... Our, our archives, like the Segovit stuff, because to be honest, this is really the first time I've used us as the main source because we hit on every major story that came out. We weren't doing all the little piddly things where we're like, look, Ben Schwartz made a joke about yada yada. Like, that's Sonic Stadium's realm. Like, yeah. I don't cover every single thing. But when something big happens, we covered it. And way, way back, January 2012, Segovitz was only two years old at this time, um, there was a story on our site and what it was covering was that um, Yuji Naka had visited Marza Animation Planet's offices in, I believe, California, the California office. And he posted on his social media, um, it looks like they're working on a Sonic movie. Their offices seem nice, and they have a screening room and theater there. So, you know, we didn't really have much to say about that. It was just kind of like, oh, maybe they're doing CG like another Night of the Werehog or something. It wasn't anything that really, you know, caused any alarm bells to go off, and we didn't hear anything for years. But then in 2014, in June, um, it was announced that Sony Pictures would be releasing a Sonic movie, and that's when the story really started. So it's interesting now with that hindsight, you look back and you're like, oh, okay, so Marza was probably trying to pitch a Sonic movie and they were looking for a studio looking for some way to make it bigger than just a little YouTube video yeah. you know um, so here's the story as it was reported by the Hollywood Reporter 
Sony and producer Neil Moritz are bringing the best-selling Sega video game Sonic the Hedgehog to the big screen. The studio is teaming with Japan-based production company Marza Animation Planet, a division of the Sega Sammy Group, to make a hybrid computer-animated live-action feature. Upright Citizens Brigade alums Evan Susser and Van Robichok are writing the screenplay, which will follow the antics of Sonic, the world's fastest hedgehog, and the film will also feature some of the franchise's favorite characters, including Dr. Eggman. Sony-based Moritz of 22 Jump Street is producing through his original film, Banner, which I believe is credited on the final movie, um, alongside Marza's Takeshi Ito and Mai Onishi. Toby Asher is executive producing, and the last bit here is a clip. So they said, There are limitless stories to tell with a character like Sonic the Hedgehog and a built-in international fan base, Columbia Pictures president and production Hannah Mangella said. Along with our wonderful creative partners at Marzo, we're looking forward to capturing everything that generations of fans know and love about Sonic while also growing his audience wider than ever before. So, I don't have it in the notes, but reading that quote... And I'm not trying to like blast the movie just yet. Um, <laughs> You're going to do that, does though, that in the future, right? A little bit, a little bit. Um, does that quote capture the movie we got? Uh, not really. Like, I don't want to be like negative. Like, I like the movie, but the story they told was kind of like a carbon copy, kind of like, oh, it's a trip, road trip movie. So now we could put a bunch of right. scenes back to back because that's what the road trip movies are all about. It was fun, but like it wasn't telling a uh, really a built. It wasn't really aimed like the way they're saying. There's like unlimited stories of Sonic the Hedgehog. They kind of chose a generic mm-hmm. one in the in the end, considering right. that they think there's a lot of stories. You think they would have stuck with Sonic lore or like, like I don't know. Like it, it did make me feel in the end of the movie that there was a lot of stuff they could have touched on that they never touched on. So that that's right. kind of probably the disappointing part, but also I think that's why fans left the theater feeling hopeful for the sequel. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I mean it's interesting because with the whole limitless stories thing, when you read the quote here, you start thinking, well, yeah, I mean Sonic Colors was a wild story, Lost World, um, Generations. I mean, you just think about the games at that time and and earlier, Unleashed. Like, what could they do in the theaters? Wow, and. I mean, the story we got, it is, I guess, one of the limitless possibilities, but it's a very, very safe one. Very. And one that I that wouldn't come to my mind at first if someone said, hey, here's the plot of the Sonic movie. I'm just, I'm not trying to get too down on it, but it's just, it's interesting to see how it was initially being sold. Also, these people um, from the Upright Citizens Brigade, uh, Evan Susser and Van Robichaw, um, we follow them on Twitter, and I forgot who these guys were until I wrote these notes. I'm like, who is this Van guy that was always tweeting? Like, should I unfollow him? He does not talk about anything relating to us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he talks about, like, he has, like, a brand, right? A Van brand? I think it's that's the joke. Like, his brand is himself. So he puts a sticker around, and people are like, oh, what's Van the brand? Oh, that's me. And you know, it's like a... Are any of these people still like in the uh, the Paramount picture? Like, I feel like they kind of switched everybody around, and new people came in. Right, right. right. So I believe, um, as with many movies, like the people who are in the earliest drafts, they're still credited, credited, even though like a lot of their work does not make it to the final product. I remember at the time, uh, Evan and Van were talking about how they were doing. They were playing a lot of games. They were reading a lot of materials. Um, I don't recall when was the Sonic twenty 
20th anniversary event. That was 2011, right? Was it 25th anniversary event? It was like 20... No, no, no. No, no, you, you're talking... Wait, 25th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 2016. And we were there. We didn't get into the VIP section, but I've told this story before. Some of the Sonic Retro guys ran into some people who worked on the Sonic movie or were working on it, and they were like, guys, do you have any ideas for movies? <laughs> and um, that's when they, when, um, they pitched to them... The idea of uh, the um, the pilot, like an old pilot who tells his granddaughter stories about Sonic, um, and I'm sure at that point they're like, "All right, thanks. This is uh, we're gonna leave." Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think the creative team, as it stands, though, it's fine. Um, I I do have to wonder if the final product would have been vastly different, maybe closer to the games. Who knows? Um, but it just it it seems like. And we'll get into what uh, what sold Paramount onto the movie, oh. but it seems very different from what sold Paramount. It seems like here they were all go, and they were going to make the movie. They had the writers, they had this and that. Um, so yeah, let's let's get into this. So in 2015, Sony Pictures had their email servers hacked, and information about the Sonic movie leaked. One email from senior vice president of Sony Pictures Releasing International. Noriaki Dick Sano features a funny typo and some details about the upcoming film. So here's Yay. what Dick wrote. Here you go, George. He said, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. Dear all. Yeah. Dear all. Hannah Mangella just called me to give me an early heads up on the very popular video game for years from Sega Game Maker named Sonic the Hedgehog will be made into a live-action film. Script is not yet completed, and it will be financed 50-50 by Sony Pictures Entertainment and Sega. Miss May Onishi from Sega, also actually now called Sega Sammy, whoa, would be stationed to Burbank until the completion of the film. She'll be coming to my office for a courtesy visit this afternoon. So Hannah's phone call was very timely and appreciated. According to Hannah, the release date in the U.S. would hopefully be in 2016. Wow. I hope this would be another franchise like Resident Evil for our Japanese market. Sincerely, Dick. Um, <laughs> he's, a, he's letting people know who's the boss. Uh, so, George, who who was baited by that hedge dog? You know who? Oh, uh, who got mad? Tom Kalinsky, the <laughs> yeah. president of Sega of America. When we uh, did the story, he uh, he like retweeting. He was mad. I forgot what he said. He was like, "This can't be happening." Question mark or something. Sonic's, he's like, "Sonic's gonna be a dog." <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if they actually did it? They're like, you know what? CGI is too expensive. Let's just die a dog. Like, get a golden retriever and die in blue. Like, how do you think that would have worked out? That's like. So Can I just 90s. say I? I love Tom's Twitter account. He's so angry. Oh yeah. At the at the president, and he like gets so upset, and then he gets so excited about Sonic stuff. It's just, it's basically what I wish my Twitter account was, but I don't want to lose friends. Um, same, same. Or make enemies, I should say. And yeah. I don't know. I just think talking politics on Twitter is kind of toxic. It's like 120 characters to come up. Sometimes I don't even know if he's angry yet. Sometimes I'm like, wait, does he like Trump? Or Because sometimes he'll just say like a, like a phrase like, what is this? Question mark. And I'm like, uh, right, right. I don't know what and to save you. ourselves, I will say in the final Sonic movie, um, Tom does get excited about getting a letter from the president. And I was doing the math in my head and I'm like, wait a minute. Is he really? So we'll get into that, right? Yeah. Um, the president from Sonic Another email. Uh, Another email by Sonic executive, I don't know why I said Sonic, Sony executive Hannah Mingella said, 
that she showed concern about a Sonic movie and a Console Wars movie coexisting. I thought this was crazy at the time. So basically they said, I've gone back to and reread the outline we bought in 2012. It is an 80-page outline about the competition between Sega and Nintendo featuring numerous consoles and games. The main characters of the proposal, as outlined in the cast of characters section, are the executives at the companies. Three-quarters of the way through the outline, the turning point for Sega was the creation of Sonic the Hedgehog. While I didn't remember this as an element of the proposal, like, first off, lady, you didn't remember that Sonic the Hedgehog was a turning point of Sega? Jesus Christ, dude! If um, she came up to me and she told me this, you're like, "Oh, I don't. You're fired. I'm sorry, dude." Yeah, like, I'd be like, "What? You're working on the Sonic movie?" And you, oh boy, um, <laughs> in part because it came so late in the story. Oh, so she didn't read the whole thing. That's like classic uh, gotcha when you didn't do the book report. They're like, yeah. well, "I don't remember the the whale and Moby Dick doing the you know." Or uh, um, the kids in that one movie. Uh, I don't remember anything. Right? It's like me saying I don't right, remember right. anything. Like we're gonna be talking about the movie, and I'm like, "Oh wait, Sonic had a friend." <laughs> so she says here, "I still don't see what the conflict is. One movie is a fictional children's film, and the other is a nonfiction behind the scenes look at the two iconic companies and the heated rivalry that." The- between the executives there. Sonic is part of the story, but he is not a character in Scott's film, at least not from my read of the treatment. Why would Sonic be a character in a... Can, anyway. can you imagine Tom Kalinske in the movie? He's like, oh, we got to make somebody. And then like Sonic shows up, and he's all, I'll save your uh, company. It's like who framed Roger Rabbit? And he's yeah. like, no, no, Sonic, I can't. He's like, come on. <laughs> That'd be great. Let's make a game based on me. Call it Sonic the Hedgehog. Jeez. Um... He says, I do think Ange or I should have called Scott to let him know that we were going to develop a Sonic film, but I genuinely don't understand why one impacts the other. I suppose now might be the time to let him know Sony Animation is negotiating for the Mario rights from Nintendo. So basically, a lot of people are, are raising concerns that there's a there's two Sonic movies going on at Sony. And this woman's kind of like, well, first off, I didn't know Sonic was like a big part of this this movie about Sega versus Nintendo. And I don't think it's a big deal, but, you know, it's, um, it's, it sounds like just, again, it sounds like a lot of people higher up making these big decisions who don't know what the hell they're doing. Because if you, if you did not know that Sonic was a major factor in a movie about Sega versus Nintendo, what the hell? <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, I agree. But anyway, uh, you know, and if, if you're wondering what happened to this project, um, you know, it's now, what, 2020? Let me check my calendar. I forget what day it is now. But um, they are making a Console Wars limited series, so like a mini-series for TV. Mm-hmm. And they're doing a documentary that I believe did air, or will air, or was going to air at South by Southwest, but won't. Something like that. Um, so amazing that we're, you know, here, uh, as this was in uh, 2015, talking about these movies that were going to come out in like 2016, and it's 2020, and they're finally kind of happening. Right. Wow. That's uh-huh. uh, that's one thing I've noticed about these emails is that Hollywood is so slow, and there's a lot of people that are incompetent, and a lot of these people are like paying like top dollar for these people. Like they said, this woman is going to stay in Burbank. Who's paying the bill for that lady to stay in Burbank for, for like two years for a project, or this project that never happened? Like. The Sony Sonic movie never happened, so this woman was working on a movie. I don't even know if they were working on it, because, like, to be honest, we mm. didn't really see anything about the Sony Sonic movie outside of these these emails. Like, we never saw just, just concept. Yeah, just scripts and treatments that I can imagine. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, things get a little spicy here. Uh So in October 2016, it was revealed that Tim Miller, director of Deadpool, was involved with the movie as an executive producer, and joining him were longtime Blur Studios collaborator Jeff Fowler, who would direct, and Neil H. Moritz of the Fast and the Furious franchise, who would produce. Marza Animation Planet was still involved with the production, with staff Takeshi, Ito, and Mei Onishi also joining as producers. So this is when they finally, I think, had a script, a working script, which makes me think that this is closer to the movie that we were getting mm-hmm. now because this is the a lot of the team that we had expected um, and, and, and got just with a different studio. So when this was announced, what were your reactions? And remember, Deadpool was, like, hot right now, super hot. Yeah, I, I didn't know about Tim Miller because, like, his only thing that he came up with was obviously Deadpool that he got, mm. but it, like a lot of he left the project. That I, I think the sequel, to be honest, was a lot worse than the first one. Mm. I thought it had some okay moments, but once he left, you could tell that it, it just went to this crazy direction. And I don't know. I I kind of like his uh, debut with Deadpool. I thought he kind of like, all right, we're telling a story. It's focused. It, 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 of course, we could go backwards and go, oh, they could have done this. The CGI was bad. The last fight was this. But it's like. He told a story that was condensed and focused, mm-hmm. and I think that's why people bought into it. And also the humor, he kept all the Deadpool, you know, you know what makes Deadpool Deadpool. So that's what made me mm-hmm. feel like maybe he'll understand what Sonic's about and at least keep the core of the character intact. And then there's right. obviously the, the, the most family-friendly movies of all time, Fast and the Furious, which are all about <laughs> family and honor and respect. And, uh, you know, right. that's all what Sonic's yeah. for, too. You're going fast, too. Not cars, but in foot. Mm-hmm. So what do you yeah, think? What was when, your reaction? So when I looked at it, heard this, I immediately looked at the director, looked at what they did, and they have not done anything. They were an animator. Um, they Their only real thing was doing an animated mm-hmm. short that was nominated mm-hmm. um, for an Academy Award. Didn't win, but it was nominated. And um, I thought that was, like... Maybe not a red flag, but just kind of like, you know, this is Sonic the Hedgehog and you're giving it to someone who's doing their first directing gig. Like, that's you true. know, that's it's true. that's a little, ugh, I don't know about that. Um, and if you want to know more about Jeff Fowler, if you pick up the digital release that's out now or get the Blu-ray or 4K when it comes out, the commentary on that, he does go a little more into detail and it makes more sense as to how he knows Tim Miller, um, his early work, you know, all that. So... Now that I've heard his story, I'm a little more accepting of him getting the role. But at the time, it really seemed like a strange choice to pick someone you've never heard of. Now, I'm not saying like J.J. Abrams was going to be picked to do Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog, but it just it feels like it would have been someone where you're like, oh, they worked on X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I could I could see that. Even if it was someone that did like the Smurfs movie, I'd be like, oh, well, okay. You know, like, I'd get it. <laughs> it's but. funny that uh, when the Smurfs movie came out, I was, like, not super excited, but, like, they had the guy from Mallrats in it, and I was like, wait, what? This might be a good... And then I watched it, I was like, never mind. What a waste. <laughs> At least he cashed out, though, as an actor. Yeah, he's doing well for himself. We should have him on for no reason. <laughs> for no reason, just um, we want to talk to him. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. A year later, in late 2017, it was announced that Paramount swooped in to save the project. And and this is pretty cool. So I, I did a little research on this. I thought this was an interesting thing. So basically, 
Um, Sony had put the project into what's called turnaround. And turnaround is a film industry lingo for when production costs are declared as a loss on a company's tax return, preventing the studio from exploiting the property further. The studio can then sell the rights to another studio in exchange for the cost of development plus interest. Another project to go through this was The Boondock Saints, and the movie Argo didn't go through this, but the movie within the movie, which is called Argo, if you've ever seen it, yeah, I've seen references it. it references Turnaround several times in reference to the movie's fake movie. Um, so, I mean, we don't need to get into taxes. We already talk, discussed politics. We don't yeah, need to get into no. taxes. But um, uh, why do you think Sony passed the project to Paramount? I think really is uh, the negative reception. I think there's this period of time in Sonic where like, I think a lot of the studios didn't think it was going to be as big as it was. I think it surprised Mm. a lot of people. I think a lot of people felt like the brand isn't as highly acclaimed as something like Mario at the moment right now. And really like the mainstream Sonic games aren't as acclaimed. Sonic Forces obviously and like uh, racing weren't as acclaimed as like Mario racing or whatever. So maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe thinking that the fans wouldn't show up. Uh, which is crazy because it actually did better than Pokemon the movie. And let's be honest with you, the Pokemon brand is hot, like super hot right now with Pokemon Go and stuff. So right. the fact that like Sonic somehow beat it, I think it really t- says a lot about the character design. And like, I don't think Sonic Team can destroy that. Like, Sonic Team can make a bad game, and then if they mm-hmm. made a decent movie, people would go watch it because the character design is that good. I think it's like a Spider-Man right. design where I would watch a Spider-Man movie just because I'm like, Spider-Man looks cool, dude. That's all I really need to do to watch this movie. And But I think Sony doesn't really understand that. Like you can see when they were talking about it, they called him a hedgehog. Like the executives <laughs> don't really know and they probably – like I think the mainstream press thinks like, no, Sonic isn't that hot, right? Like so I think word of mouth probably got to them and they were like, let's just sell the project to Paramount and uh, cut our losses – that's what I think they did. Yeah, I could see that happening. I, I looked at what was being announced early 2017, um, because this was late 2017, so they would have already had to made that decision and then sold it. So, I mean, Forces and... Um, what was coming out? Forces and Mania. So that's not like... I, I don't think they were playing Forces and seeing the quality of the game. So at this point, there was positive buzz for the games. So I don't know if it was that. But it could have just been that the project itself was taking so long. Because as you see, we're in 2017 now. We started talking about this in 2014. So it might just have been like they they were just looking at projects to axe. It could have been, you know, looking at the tax thing that they needed to save some money one year. And they're like, look, if we just declare this as a loss, we can make that money back. Or we don't get taxed on that amount of money. Um, and then we can sell it. And Paramount, obviously, they've done um, tons of, like, goofy live-action animal movies so it's not anything that they haven't done before so you know who could have just been that who was the studio that got bought out by disney was it sony or who was it that like they were bought out and they released them i'm thinking warner brothers no it wasn't warner brothers disney bought fox okay there you go that's what i was thinking then never mind and with with fox came blue skies blue sky studios which did um uh, the Ice Age movies, and I thought they were doing the Mario movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, that's that's kind of interesting, but like, 
I don't know. Sony passing on it might have been a good thing because I looked at their animated movies and I'm not that big of a fan of them. Like, their biggest movies, obviously, is this here, Smurf and Hotel Transylvania, which Hotel Transylvania isn't terrible, but, like, Goosebumps, that was a really weird adaptation of the franchise. So, I mean, I maybe we dodged a bullet on that one. My, my opinion. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was wrong. Illumination Entertainment is doing... Uh, the Mario movie, and that's with Universal. So it's interesting here. Sony was like, oh, we're doing Mario, we're doing Sonic, we're doing Console Wars. I don't think they're doing any of those now. So it's like they must have... I, I really think they were probably like, let's focus on our own games and the our own things because, you know, they're they're doing... Um, isn't Aren't they working on Uncharted movie right now? That's the they're working on... Uh, they've got Spider-Man, which isn't a game, but obviously they, you know, have a game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, despite this, uh, much of the creative team did remain intact, and the movie continued development. In July 2018, fan sites, including the always accurate Segabits.com, reported that filming of the movie was to take place in August 2018. The filming took place in, Van- in at a Vancouver home in a residential area. These would end up later being Maddie's sister's house scenes if you remember those yeah i do um also revealed on letterhead and handed out to residents ahead of the shoot was the movie's logo which you can see down below here yeah um so how did you react to the filming reports i mean how do you react it's just a house yeah um and what are your thoughts on the the, the logo basically the, uh i mean i was like we did a whole news bits about the the logo i personally still mm-hmm. don't like the logo that much the backwards sonic thing is kind of like lazy i think and it looks a lot like the old one kind of like they just like sonic big and then the hedgehog and then like the snickers bar red bar that looks like the supreme logo yeah and then that's it uh i don't know i mean does it have to be fancy no but it 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 has a lot of uh it looks a lot like the sega genesis like the what do they call it the genesis the sonic uh, NIS font or whatever, the Japanese guy that does all those fonts. Mm. That yeah, yeah, yeah. For Photoshop. It looked like they just kind of like edited it a little bit. What do you think about it though? Yeah, it's it's fine. I mean, they just italicized it and put his spikes in the C, which I think was unnecessary because it's just like, we know what Sonic looks like. It's like if Mickey Mouse's logo was redone and they put ears all over the place. Like, we know Mickey. We know Sonic. We don't need... Like, their features in the logo. Like, the Simpsons logo, it works. We don't need Homer's hair on top of the S or Bart's spikes. Like, it just seems kind of like overkill. I, I bet, though, they were like, you know, guys, they won't know what Sonic is. They might think it's the restaurant. Can we put the, the quills? You know, it, it was probably that. I don't know why they probably. just didn't put, like, Sonic's fate, like, the, the, the silhouette of his head. Like, mm. next to the logo. as like a mark. So it was like, boom, Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, what do you think? I about think that would have been fine. The colors, like it has like this, like weird, like it's a neon sign kind of, like the light blue around it with a little aura. What do you think about that design choice? Like instead of just making it a solid color, like blue. Um, I don't think it's as strong. It doesn't work small. Like when you do a uh, black outline piece on black and then scale it down, the 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 logo itself doesn't scale well. And if you look again below us in that little thing, like. I was playing with the scale of that. I had to make it big, otherwise it kind of gets lost in there. Yeah. Um, I feel like the the it's stronger when it's solid. If it was solid blue, but 
having seen the movie, I get what they're going for. It's that blue electricity that Sonic has that they're working into the logo. So, yeah, you know, it is what it is. I'm on one hand, I wish it looked just like the Sonic logo as we know it, but on the other hand, I'm glad that it's different so that we can see it and immediately know that's the movie and it's not the game, but it still has a little flavor of the uh, of the game in there. So that's that's my design critique. I think it's fine, but it could have been. Great. Could have been improved just visibility wise. The hedgehog really pops too much. Have you, you know? seen? Ha- you see that first. Have you seen the the Tokyo twenty twenty one logo update? Like, I thought they did a perfect job no. on that one. It, they just basically did twenty twenty, and then the zero is blue in the end of it, and then it says M E in the end, so it's like twenty one, so it's like twenty twenty. But you, I don't know if you've seen it. It looks pretty sick, but. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, hmm. but uh, I thought they just crossed out the zero. And... <laughs> they could have. They should have just done that, right? Oh, one. <laughs> um, as far as the filming reports, I think at the time we were just kind of like, "Wow, a home, like a house in the Sonic movie." You're not going to like a, a exotic locale and filming there. Oh, okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and I mean that is that's what we got: Sonic in a house. So I mean, it is what it is. Um, Also, at that time, the CEO of Paramount spoke... Oh, here it gets spicy, spicy. Uh, So at that time, the CEO of Paramount spoke at a Producers Guild of America question and answer session, and the following was reported by Deadline. During the discussion, Fast and Furious producer Neil H. Moritz shared with the audience how he sold Giannopoulos, Giannopoulos, who was the CEO of Paramount, on making an animated version of Sonic, a classic... Sega video game character. That's Ooh. true. The Paramount I didn't know that. The Paramount boss was well aware of the fact that the video that video games don't translate successfully to film. They don't. And that's true. They don't, folks. I feel like I'm <laughs> one of those guys. Uh, but there was a hook, and Moritz made a short clip to show exactly what the tone and theme would be. For the furry blue character. He's not furry, he's spiky. Um, Giannopoulos was sold on Sonic's story. He's a juvenile delinquent. On the adventures in a pretty straight rural environment with a local policeman. He sounds Rastafarian. It was instantly engaging and it was good enough where you could see where it was going. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, Also... In August 2018, it was revealed that Ben Schwartz was to voice Sonic. It's true. Schwartz was known for his work on NBC's Parks and Rec, as well as voicing Leo in Rise of the TMNT and Dewey on DuckTales. And interestingly, all these characters wear blue or are blue. And I also should note they're all like popular characters that he was not the first to voice. So I'm sure there were people... TMNT fans and DuckTales fans were like, eh, or yay. Um, so far, so here's, I, I've noticed that a lot yeah. of people like him as a voice actor, so I guess mm-hmm. I can't really pin him too badly. But for what I've heard on the internet, a lot of people like him. Obviously, there's always those hardcore older fans that always come out of the woodwork and they're like, this series is the most horrible thing I've ever seen. Right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Just in terms of DuckTales, I didn't like how Huey, Dewey, and Louie sound like adults because they are adults being voicing kids. And it just, it because they're like, hey, what are we going to do, Donald? I mean, are we, are we going to go out there and I, I, look for Uncle Scrooge? I and Donald's like, <laughs> you know. 
I haven't seen it, so I can't really comment on it. I, I only saw when they released the the theme song. I had to see that, right? Right. Uh, but I thought they did, they did the theme song just fine. But like, I, I haven't seen it, so yeah. I can't comment on his voice on that. Um, but we do have comments from the time. So these people on Segabits, uh, this cool website I just discovered. Oh, you, um, you heard they, about it? They, yeah, I have heard about it. It's very cool. People like it. Um, T. <laughs> T Dick's picks nice. <laughs> said uh, he just learned he just checked out Leonardo's voice. I'm fine with this. Frankly, this guy and Carrie plus a solid creative talent with the help means that the film could actually be entertaining. We'll see. Um, and then this person said this is a bad news for me. So you know it was like it was mixed. Some people were like oh cool. Other people were like nah. And if you if you join our, I don't know why that I'm telling people to join our Discord after I say this, but there are a lot of people who complain constantly on our Discord mm-hmm. about Sonic voices, and they're like I wish uh, Ryan Drummond would come back, and I'm like, I, I like check the year, and I'm like it's 2020. And you want a guy from? <laughs> he's still doing stuff for Sonic. Like they have like a fan film coming out soon with some fans. Right, uh, right. But so, yeah, yeah. I guess the point I'm making is that, like, Sonic fans, when they latch onto a voice actor, they latch onto them. Like, it's crazy. So, you know, to be honest, it it was not as bad, the reaction to him, as I thought it would be because of how crazy Sonic fans could be. Mm -hmm. Even I was a little, like, eh, and I'm a Sonic fan. I guess I'm crazy. Yeah, Um, a little bit. the, The juvenile delinquent thing, though, that really stuck with me, and I had to throw it in here. It's it's just you go back to that initial Sony quote and then you compare it to this and it's just this dude and no offense to the guy but you like look at a picture of him and he is not the target demographic. Mm. He's this old like Greek guy and he's like sitting there in his chair and he's like I I, I don't I, you can't make a video game movie. I mean, <laughs> let's look what what has this Sonic man done before? Well, sir, he's uh been in about six animated series that ran money for multiple seasons. He's been in a 90-minute uh, animated movie, actually. Um, there are hours of cutscenes that people have actually edited together into movies. Some people say that Sonic Adventure 2 is, like, one of the best plots, and it's just, like, a kind of a crazy animated movie. I, I, don't, I don't buy it. I can't see it happening on the big screen. This and then is they not go, real life. This is this is video game. You can't make this. It's a, a video game. You don't go to a theater and see a video game on the screen. Why does he sound so, like Mario? I don't know. Maybe he is. That's why he's like, yeah, I just Sonic can never have a movie. And they're like, sir, is that a mustache? No, no, please, no, look. Um, but as you can see here, the dude probably did not have a very big imagination or grasp on what you know can work with Sonic. And so they sold him on this, and it worked. Whatever. Like I think that's the problem too, though. Like when you're pitching a movie with these people, you got to give them a story where it's like very simple to understand. Like he's going with a cop. It's a road trip movie. Oh, I like road trips. Me and my wife went on a road trip last week. See, I could relate to that. But he can't relate video games because he doesn't understand. So like explaining to him like. Oh, and uh, Shadow came out, and he's the ultimate life form, and he's like, what? Wait a minute, Shadow, give him a movie. Put him up there. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's but, but I will say, when I and I think this quote really sticks with me, because whenever I hear people who worked on the movie going, you know, this is a movie for the fans. We're really listening to the fans. I'm like, this was a movie made for this old CEO full stop. Like you said, you admitted right here, the producer of the movie sold a movie that this guy would accept. So this is not a movie made for the fans. It's a movie made for a CEO to approve. And I feel like if there was someone with a little more imagination in place, they would have said, 
you know, why don't you do the biplane and the islands and the big robot things? Like, let's put a little money into this because I think we could really make more than what you're projecting here. I think this could be bigger. Like, what's what's uh, Detective Pikachu looking like? Like, that looks pretty big. Like, let's go a little bigger. But I who am I? I think that they who did the movie that they could. I think this is, like, the yeah. problem with Hollywood, right? And I think they did a good job, like, saying, oh, okay, Sonic went to another universe and not missing too much with the world of Sonic so they could be like, all right, the movie was a success. Now give us money to do a sequel so we could do a proper Sonic world movie. And I think mm-hmm. we could just, you know, oh, okay, it's a road trip movie, fine. I feel like I hope that if they do a sequel, they uh, expand on the lore a lot more and then we stick to Sonic's world a lot more. And it's weird because yeah. I've heard even fans going, oh, I want to see what uh, Donut Lord is up to. And I'm like, wow, surprise. <laughs> Good for you. Go watch a Donut Lord movie. That's not what I go to the theater for. Um, did I go to the theater? We'll find out. Stay tuned. Um, so we did do a Sega talk. Actually, I did a solo one at the time talking about the news that I just talked about here. And I did lay out what I thought the plot would be. I was pretty close. I did have Tom and Green Hills, Sonic being there. I said Sonic got a, t- a ticket for speeding, maybe, which I was off. Um, Should have been, though. I said that... Eggman would attack the town, the townspeople would stand up, which did happen, and, you know, Sonic would win. Yeah. You know, so I was, I was like, 90% accurate there, so I'm pretty cool. Um, in December of 2018, the movie poster, official logo, and silhouette of Sonic was revealed, and woof. Yeah. <laughs> Sonic looked mighty strange. At the time, we shared Japanese fan reactions, and the best one summed up the thoughts of many, which is, Mr. Sega, are you serious? I need to make that t-shirt still. Yeah, I know. Um, so let's look at this high-res poster. Jeez, this is like the one that they sent to the printers. This is massive. Yeah, this is the uh, one they not... were proud of. Yeah. So it's, uh, I mean, you can see it right there. Like, even if it's silhouette, you're like, whoa, what are they going for here? Um, how about you? What what were your initial thoughts? Don't even think about the trailer that followed. Just think about this. Um, I thought that it was uh, kind of interesting, and I and I actually put the wrong poster up on the screen. Let me Oops. put let me put the right one up. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a pretty like I don't know like as an intro or whatever. It was all right, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a silhouette, right? Uh, right. And I'm trying to put it on screen, but now. This won't OBS won't let me. But anyway, it's the one with just the outline, and um, yeah. I got the one with the feet <laughs> up on the screen. Well, no, no, but that's a good one too because we'll discuss that one too. I don't, I don't know okay. if I actually put that. The we have the, um, the the teaser ones coming up. You can leave the feet up there. We'll get to those too. Um, but um, yeah, so the the one with the outline was uh, kind of rough. Like we didn't know what it was, but the thing that really kind of scared me from it was the outline of his feet. Like they really wanted to make him have a big head. This like mm-hmm. like weird eyeball. It looks like a chihuahua on the side, and then and then his like I I still don't like the, the the whole like he has lightning thing. I I don't I'm not really that into that. I think it's a mistake, but uh, I can let it pass now. Uh, they kind of mm-hmm. like toned down that whole lightning thing. Have you noticed that in the movie? Like I feel like that was supposed to be the whole like main point of the movie but like they kind of scaled it back to just the plot i guess i mean it is in the plot yeah. but it just scaled back it feels like uh the yeah but the silhouette's ugly <laughs> i mean that's yeah you can yeah say about 
Um, and, and they were kind of doing a press junket at that time. So IGN had a lengthy interview that came out shortly thereafter when the redesign came up. And the filmmakers had this to say. They said, The most challenging part of Sonic's updated design isn't revealed in this teaser, his eyes. The filmmakers struggled with how best to depict Sonic's eyes, because often he's only seen with one, and that wouldn't translate well to a live-action movie. I don't think Sega was entirely happy with the eye decision, but these sorts of things, you go, it's, look, it's gonna look weird if we do it like this. But everything is discussion, and that's kind of the goal, which is to only change what's necessary and stay true to the rest of it, said Miller. He's not going to feel like a Pixar character would, because I don't think that's the right aesthetic to make it feel like part of our world. So, uh, my question is, is it good when the owner of the license tells you that there's not, they're not happy with the design, especially in an interview teasing the redesign's reveal? And what are your thoughts on the eye excuse? The eye excuse, terrible. Like, it wasn't even the yeah. eyes, really, that like made the design bad. It was really everything. Like... Uh, they right. were, the the gap between the eyes was too wide. Uh, yeah. The fur looked ugly. I mean, just it was just it was just a mess. Like they could go ahead and talk about the eyes all they want. Uh, I do think the redesign. You know, they still did the two eye thing, but it looked fine. Uh, yeah. I just think they were making excuses. Like right when I heard that the eye and the Sega wasn't happy, you know, you know, we were going downhill with the uh, the actual re- reveal of this, right? Right, right. And they, they said, I think their big thing is they didn't want it to feel like a Roger Rabbit movie where it was like, um, or here they said a Pixar character like in the real world. My argument is, though, that I have seen every Pixar movie and even the ones that people would say are the worst ones. I get a little emotional during some scenes and I'm looking at Pixar characters. Um, so I don't understand th- that where they're saying that it it does not translate well to live action because, you know, you look at the finished product that we got, it looks like a Pixar character. I mean, yeah. it doesn't look exactly like one, but you know what I mean? He looks cartoonish, but they put realistic uh, uh, shading and, and everything on him. Like, going back to that Pixar thing, you watch uh, a movie like Toy Story 1 compared to the recently revealed Soul movie that's coming out. They're both cartoonish, but one looks a lot more real just in terms of the way that they use textures on the model and the technology they have now. So I just, I don't really buy that. And it does come up later in this, uh, in my notes here, where again, they talk about why they went with a more realistic look. And it just, I don't buy it. I really feel like it was probably Tim Miller pushing because he did not think it was the right aesthetic to make Sonic feel a part of our world. And the problem is Sonic isn't a part of our world. That's the whole movie. He's an alien who came here. So when you look at him, you think, whoa, that's freaky. And they went the wrong kind of freaky. They yeah. went like, they went like real world freaky. Like we found this thing in the woods and we're like, what the hell is it? When they should have gone, this guy looks like a, like a, like a walking, talking cartoon character, but no one's going to call him that. You know what I mean? And yeah. it worked It because, I mean, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but like, the Sonic design is great, and it works, and that's a reason why we have the franchise we have. And so how ballsy was it for them to come in here and think they could make it better? I think we've seen this with a lot of new Hollywood types. Like, I don't want to be, like, the, the only the original matters, but there's a reason why some of these characters have become iconic over the time. And, it, like, how many times have we seen... 
Oh my god, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles be mm-hmm. remade and everybody always and like if you do a pool, they did one for the 30th anniversary or whatever of the original yeah. movie and they did a pool and everybody liked the original movie the best and it's like wow, like maybe there's something there like there's a reason they like it cuz it kept I don't know true to the comics. It's kind of crazy that back then where they had lower budget, they stay more true to the comics than they do now with the new one where they add a bunch of gadgets right. and stuff. And I feel like they were trying to do their version of Sonic for the merch, maybe to like mm-hmm. separate it from uh, the modern and classic. Maybe it's the same reason for Boom to do a redesign, right? The merch sales. Yeah, yeah. So I will say, and that's a good point you brought up, Ninja Turtles. Like they've had many live-action Ninja Turtles movies, and the one it's not so much a CG versus um, uh, live-action suits no. thing thing it's just the mere fact that that first ninja turtles movie in 1990 i think it was 91 mm-hmm. um or 1990 Maybe it worked so well who knows yeah they they took what really worked in the comics and even in the cartoon and translated it really well to the real world so they looked real they were real and they still felt like they were the characters you knew and loved and i feel like the final design that we got came very close to that and it works really well and so you look at the original Sonic design, which is below me, and that one is more in line with the new Michael Bay-produced Ninja Turtle movies, where it's just like, what the hell were they thinking? They were like, what was the big thing? They needed noses. And it was yeah. like, they don't need noses. Just put the little dots, you know, the little holes. And um, you can see a lot of those ideas kind of working here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could talk all day about Sonic's redesign, but uh, let's... Let's look here. So um, you have that poster you showed yeah. with the legs. Fans hated it. Can you show the re- the Twitter response? Yep. You have that? Yeah, I got that. The can yeah. guy work out? Question mark. Yeah. Beep. And it was like leg day, right? That yeah. was the hashtag. Yeah. Um, so we we did learn that, that Sega of America proper and the Sonic account does, did not run the Sonic movie account. So that's not Aaron Weber doing anything there. Um they just advised or something like that. Uh, I don't think they approved anything, really. It was just kind of like giving them an idea of how to handle the fans. And I real feel, really feel like this was someone trying to be Aaron. Don't you? Yeah, it does really feel that way, huh? Yeah, and it's like people are pointing out how freakish his legs look, and then you're coming back with like a goofy post like that and then being like, see you next year. It's like, no, 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 wait, wait. It looks freaky. <laughs> you know, like that's not a good thing. It, it, yeah, um, it's like they were like mocking it, even though the legs never look freaky like that in the real film. So it was kind of a weird right. tease. It almost felt like they wanted the press where people, oh, like you know how they do those articles where one person gets upset on Twitter and they're like, crazy Sonic fans will get upset on Twitter and here's here's all the right. responses. And it's always like the same guys that reply to our stories and tell us to shut up all the time. <laughs> so, right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Um, there were also leaks of mock-ups featuring Chris Pratt photoshopped as Tom, who was on a leaked wish list of potential Toms. Yeah. Pratt was also on the Sonic side of the wish list. We don't have to spend too much time on this, but I just wanted to show that. The cast um, listing? Yeah, that cast list. Got it. Hopefully my video doesn't... Yeah, it's, these pictures are like made to like print it. <laughs> High res. Um, yeah, so we've got Tom, let's, we can read some of these, Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, Paul Rudd, Jake Johnson, Michael B. Jordan, so they weren't, you know, they were jumping around here. Interesting, Adam Pally actually is in the movie, he's the other cop. Oh, Um, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And then you see here for Sonic, Tom Holland. It's interesting. Chris Pratt and Tom Holland actually were in Pixar's Onward together as brothers. Yeah, I saw that recently too. Yeah, that was a good movie. I like that. Um, Josh Gad, Chris Pratt here again, Andy Samberg, Bill Hader. They wanted him to play both Tom and Sonic. Can you imagine that? He's like, hey, uh, talking to himself. (laughs) Yeah, I have to wonder too if these are like in order of how much they want them. I think it has to be because you look at Chris Pratt at the top and Tom Holland at the top. They're probably like, if we can get these two guys, great. Josh Gad for the Frozen thing, I guess. It's funny um, that that those two they got those two but on the Pixar movie. Yeah, exactly. So can you so here just real quick, you pick one Tom and one Sonic that you'd like and I'll pick mine. All like right. Like if you had to pick. Okay, uh Bill Hader as a uh, Tom and um uh, hmm, Paul Rudd Rudd as uh Sonic because he dressed like Kazuma Kirio, so you got to give the man his props. <laughs> I mean, that's just random, but yeah. Go on you. Uh, my picks, I'd go Paul Rudd for Tom. Oof. And then for Sonic, I'd do Will Forte. <laughs> what do you mean? You know, he'd just be like completely bad for the role. He'd be like, I don't want to go fight. Have you ever seen him do his like weird, I don't want to fight him. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Is that how you wanted him to act? And it's yeah, crazy be like, because oh. like the names that we actually, I mean, we don't have a Dr. Eggman here, but... Yeah. Uh, the I guess okay. So they wanted Chris Pratt and Tom Holland to be kind of like the the celebrities that kind of promote this film, but it actually came out to be really Doctor Robotnik's uh, Jim Carrey because he was the one doing the circuits yeah. mostly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's kind of weird that Robotnik, the villain, is the one that was promoting the movie the most. Yeah, and they finally stuck him on the poster there at the very end, and I think. Um... Yeah, he was really the selling point when it came into it. Uh, And actually, we'll get to Robotnik here real soon. So rolling into 2019, fans were bracing themselves for additional reveals, including trailers and final posters in anticipation of the movie's November 18th, 2019 premiere. In the meantime, it was revealed that Junkie XL would compose the music, which was welcome news to fans. In March of that year, an overly enthusiastic staffer at a company that handles licensing materials posted the Sonic Movie licensee books to the company's portfolio. This was actually the first time the full final design was revealed. Whoops, it was taken down soon after. Um, Yeah. Mm, I'm looking at it right here, and it's uh, ugly. Like, it looks like the Instagram icon. And I don't like the Instagram icon colors. I think, I mean, it works for an icon for like a phone, but like, I don't right. like that weird orange, red to blue kind of like gradient thing going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that was the, yeah, that's the style guide there. So yeah, yeah. they wanted all the products to have that. Um, as far as Sonic himself, it was really close to the final original design. It's just a kind of bad render. Oh. Of what would be the CG one. I don't know why they didn't just use the CG model instead of doing a render of a render. Uh, <laughs> I have no um, idea. Is that constant? Yeah, time? it's... And I, fe- I feel really bad for the whoever uploaded this because it's like I've myself worked on things that I know I can't share because I'd be getting into big trouble. Not that there are people like going online saying, hey, I wonder what SC Johnson has planned for my big fat Greek wedding too. Oof. You know, like that's not happening, but that is something I can't like post uh, uh, right away on my on my uh, 
portfolio. So, so what do you think about, as a person that works on stuff like this uh, for a living, yeah. what is your opinion on the style guide? And did they ever use this style guide for merch? Because I don't think I've seen that much merch for the um, Sonic movie. You know, uh, that's a very good question. Let me see. I'm just going to take a look at some Sonic movie toys here real quick. There wasn't that many. I don't know if they pulled them or if there just was not as big a rollout for them. But yes, they did use this orange and blue kind of gradient with why? it. Why? Um, I don't know why. Uh, what uh, is your opinion on the gradient stuff, though? Like, I feel like it looks like an, like the Instagram icon, kind of. Yeah, orange and blue is a really popular choice right now. It's it's real hot. So, you know, it's. I'm sure they were looking at the ring. They were looking at Sonic, the, the shoes, and thinking, you know, it... it kind of covers that color spectrum that Sonic has, but it just... The problem is is you have a character who is blue and, and orange and red and tan, and then you have a background that's orange and blue and red and tan. It just... It doesn't pop. It just kind of all blends together. Like, putting a dark blue character on a dark blue background, like, doesn't work. Um, they could have done a lot better. And... Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that same month we also had details of a test screening leaking, Ooh. which confirmed much speculation and in hindsight was very much in line with the final film, minus, of course, the impending redesign. In April, and here's the big one, Segabits made the news as we were the first outlet to reveal that Jim Carrey was playing Robotnik. Well, we knew he was playing him, but it was the first Screenshot. picture from yeah. the movie. Screenshot, yeah. Um, we have been asked how we got that, and we will not tell. Um, we were... What, what, what were the cool Twitter things that happened? We were we started a trend, right? World, we, was it worldwide? Or it like was worldwide. America? It was on the front page of like the trending for some reason. Like Twitter put us there because it got so many likes and retweets, which mm -hmm. was pretty interesting. And um, I don't know. I mean... We, Okay, so Jim Carrey gave us the picture because we obviously know Jim Carrey. <laughs> I'm just yeah, joking. that was who it was. Um, and he came to our house and he gave us the picture in a for in an actual photograph. We had to scan and then put. I have his. Uh, I have a picture of him and I right here, but I can't reach it. I'll show it to you guys later, maybe. But, uh, but yeah. Um, and we yeah, said so, in the tweet you, that the trailer was going to hit the day after the tweet, and it did. Mm -hmm. I, I, I kind of wanted them to like. Uh, delay it and go, oh, yeah, we're doing it the day after. Screw those guys. But they didn't. Right. Hopefully. Right. So all I'm saying is if you work for Sega and you're like, hey, let's work with some uh, some content creators, some YouTubers, like, ease up. Think about Sega bits. Think about that worldwide trending we got going. Like, Think about we it. We can make it happen, guys. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so, yeah. So should we... Watch. Should we watch the trailer? I have it up. Uh, just tell me when right. to press play and I'll do it. Alright, and go. I think we're getting the Kino Check logo on this one. What the? Oh, Tom. Paramount logo with the rings is pretty sick. Here's your blue lightning, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. The he has little butt cheeks. <laughs> That's true. Oh god. I forgot how ugly this old design was. Twenty minutes ago, 
An energy surge. The general with the with the, the ribbons. Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. Just need someone who can figure out exactly what we're dealing with. You're not suggesting who I think you're suggesting. We have no choice. Uh, what the? Are you in charge here? Yes, I am. No. Nope. I'm wrong. Um, I'm in charge. Allow me to clarify. Yeah. In a sequentially bad hierarchy based on level of critical importance, the disparity between us. A lot of Jim Carrey. Mm -hmm. They knew. They knew that he would be the selling point. They're not wrong though. Nobody cares. SFPD. Meow. Meow. It's crazy how all this stuff literally was still in the movie. Like they didn't change the movie that much. Mm -mm. You would think that like oh, we have uh, more time for CGI. This oh my god, the CGI is so bad right there. Wow. Our job is to secure it, neutralize it. Jesus, this is actually a pretty long trailer. I thought it was way shorter. It's really long. Yeah, it's like over two minutes. The ring, yes. Mm-hmm. Has a Genesis. Get it? <laughs> you guys play Sega Genesis, guys? Nice. I, I never understood him. this part right here, like how his power works, but all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably get into that, too. Does he stop time, or... Like, that's not... You can't be that fast. I mean, imagine the movie would have been over like that. I can't breathe in here. Do you have your child in that bay? Oh, this joke. No. I mean, yes, it's a child, but it's not mine. It's not your child. Smells like body spraying an old ham sandwich. November, I, I, I highly doubt. And then, yeah, did, they showed Robotnik in the end of the movie? I mean, trailer? Yeah. I'm surprised. I didn't remember that. Well, I guess I was wrong. Yeah, it's, it's like they were really... They really wanted. I feel like they knew what they had, and they're like, "We got to show them something." Like they're seeing this creepy blue Sonic. Let's give them at least. Let's give them Robotnik as he looks, you know, as Eggman. And you know, it's um, funny though because like when I Google, because I Googled all the casts, so I could put it in the in the notes. And mm -hmm. uh, it's funny because like the first one that comes up is that I mean, not the first one, but the, maybe the third one uh, is always the bald dr eggman i feel like a lot of fans share that so much that yeah when the sequel comes out i don't think we're ever going to see the, the the eggman with hair so no in my opinion they probably should have had it since the first one i mean right away that like, he was like that and mm -hmm. uh because i think it looks way better i mean when, when when he's doing his little thing i was just like yeah i could see him like this being eggman but like the one they showed with the hair and stuff I wasn't too much into it. I would be okay with even with like his antics he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 The um. But yeah. So people. But people did did not like that design. Um. In fact, in May, very soon after, the movie's director responded to all the backlash, saying, "Thank you for your support and the criticism. The message is loud and clear. You aren't happy with the design and you want changes. It's going to happen." Everyone at Paramount and Sega are fully committed to making this character the best he can be. Hashtag Sonic Movie, hashtag Gotta Fix Fast. So, my question is, why is it that the film's creative team didn't see how awful the design of Sonic was until the public reacted? And did you think that they maybe just thought they could get away with it? 
<laughs> I mean, I don't mean to sound like they're being malicious, but like, how do you not get to that point where the trailer's out and then you're like, oh, people hate it. Let's fix it. You know, like. Why do they hate it? Like, uh, I'm actually, I want to hear their, why they had the movie look like that. Like, who approved this? How, I don't know how he even got so far that like, they didn't right. have a test group of fans, like, criticize it. Like, they didn't have any of the Sonic artists come in. Like, even Sega said they weren't happy with the design and they just ignored them. So yeah. my thinking is that maybe studio execs were like, no, that looks that looks amazing. Just keep it going and um, don't listen to the people from Sega. What do they know, you know? And it's like, this is our version of Sonic. And I think they kind of win with it. And the more people told them no, the more they doubled down on it. Um, mm-hmm. Or like there's even this conspiracy theory that um, – the fans made that it was early CGI and they wanted people to hate it and they were already fixing it but I highly no. doubt that because like no there's no way that you would release a thing be all oh everybody's gonna crap on it so don't be it's okay guys it's all part of the plan it's almost like that uh, meme where the guy's like says something dumb and they're all you're a dumbass and the guy goes oh I was just pretending to be dumb but everybody thinks you're dumb <laughs> so yeah yeah no you you don't make mer- merchandise with the intent of redesigning like you just don't i agree with that um yeah uh so yeah so let's let's see what happened next in this this crazy story so uh in may the news hit the movie would be delayed until february 14th 2020 the news broke by way of a tweet from the director with the drawing of sonic's gloved hand holding a signpost um and fowler said that they were taking a little more time to make sonic just right hashtag no VFX artists were harmed in the making of this movie. Um, in, in well, I won't get into it, but you know they, they kind of were, didn't they? Lay off the st- the yeah. studio, kind of closed after they did the work on this movie. Oops. Um, uh, interestingly, the art style in the tweet was very similar to that of Tyson Hess or Hess. I never get his name. I right. think it's Hess, but I don't want to be. Let's uh, call it Hess. Okay. I met the guy. God damn it. What am I doing? Um, so, did they make the right call in delaying the film? I think we can agree, yes. 100%. Uh, and what did you make of... At the time, we thought Tyson was maybe doing it, but when we found out, what did you make of that? Very good. Uh, I, I, okay, so he does... Ty, Tyson has his way of capturing Sonic in an animated way where he could just smile and it really like looks like Sonic and it has this characterization that you kind of fell in love with in the Sega Genesis era. And Mm -hmm. uh, he does all these subtle things where it's like the nose is just that little different and the eyes look just that little different and all those little changes make a huge, um, huge difference in the Sonic character. He, He really understands it. I mean, he's been drawing it since he was a kid. Um, there's right. there's other artists in Sega that also understand it that way, and uh, I'm just surprised that they didn't hire him earlier. Like you would think, with all the stuff with Sonic Mania Adventures and all these things, that they wouldn't be more inclined to get him instead of whoever they had working on the design to begin with. Um, right. So that was surprising to me that they took this long. It was the right choice, and it really did pay off for him. And now Tyson could put this on his growing resume of Sonic stuff uh, Mm -hmm. and hopefully get some more animated work, um, maybe hopefully with other studios because I think he's very good at what he does. So, yeah, that's just – what do you think about it? I mean, obviously it was the right choice. I mean, the movie – No, 
I was really happy. I think he did a great job. He captures, just like how um, Patrick Spazienti, who did a lot of the covers for the Archie Sonic, he could he really nailed Sonic. And not only that, but he could do a variety of styles. Mm. And with Tyson, he can do classic. He can do modern. He can do Sonic the Sketchhog. He can do now movie Sonic. Like, regardless of the way he draws it, it still looks like you said it captures who Sonic is. So even though the movie version that we got for the final product does not look exactly like the video game, it really captures a lot of what makes the character appealing and and why people love it so much so uh in november 2018 when the movie was originally set to premiere a second trailer hit and the new design was revealed so let's watch that one now you ready uh yeah let me give you a sec let me just uh, get the thing on widescreen this is Mm -hmm. the second one right it's two minutes and 51 yeah that's right all right tell me when to press play let's go Green Hill Zone, one of the best stages. Now, I really like they they CG'd Adult Sonic though in that scene because that's not. I mean, it's all CG, but that's not Baby Sonic. Yeah, and I also like the Flash tribute with the he's reading the comics. Did you know that Sonic like baseball? I guess so. That guy. That was a weird scene, like the baseball thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, nice logo. Mm-hmm. Is it weird that when I watched it in the movie theaters, the most <laughs> that I was already freaking out when they had the Sega logo with all the games? Oh man. Well, we'll get into that. I I really like that logo though. You should have done the ghost Sega though, but I know. When you. Whatever. Road trip? Car trip. Road trip. Car trip. I want to get one of those trucks, dude, that Tom has. What? It's sponsorship, right? Isn't it a Tacoma? Probably. It's a sponsorship, right, though? Didn't everybody yeah. drive the same tr- car kind of trucks? Mm-hmm. What do you think about that joke? The I'm so fast. I didn't like it. I know. I don't like anything. <laughs> This whole scene right here, it's like meme. Mm. That's not even the song he danced to Mm-mm. in the movie. It was like a this character right here. What do you think? Like, I'll, I'll tell you my opinion on him, but yeah, they're showing like they show almost the whole movie right here. I would say. Yeah, they show a lot. I like it. The designs of the cars remind me of like modern Sonic designs. Like 06. Yeah, like 06. The bad ones that I didn't really like. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just not as interesting as the classic. Legal, you know? How small is that robot, dude? Why would you throw your life away for this? And then here we are, the final. He's my friend. <laughs> naked Sonic? Mm-hmm. He was already naked. That's what I like. Why would he do that? Great Wall of China, you have, dude, you knew this was gonna happen. Like. In this joke, I actually kind of like this joke. I thought it was pretty uh, uh, cute. Well, I don't see the appeal. 
That is very gross. I mean, I like golden retrievers, so I mean, it worked. Right. Um. Yeah. So how how does that trailer compare to the previous one? Well, obviously a lot better. We got a lot more of the story. We actually got Green Hill Zone. We got the cool Sega logo uh, with all the other games. You just got little things where you're like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. so I do like that Sonic is wearing a lot of like different outfits. Uh, I thought it was something they were just going to keep him like, oh, he's Sonic. That's it. That's all we need. But he has like this, that whole cowboy getup thing in the bar. And then he has the baseball getup. I think all those mm-hmm. little things were cool for merchandising. And I don't know. I just like... I just like when Sonic dresses weird. I also like when, like, anime characters do that. You know, like when Dragon Ball randomly would have those art where they're, like, driving cars or riding bikes. I like that right. kind of stuff where there's, like, the you, you're, you like, seeing The Simpsons, but then randomly they'll do official art where they're all in tuxedos or they're all wearing something different. I like that. I don't know why. It's just something that I always liked. That was something they actually mentioned in the film commentary. They said they tried to put Sonic in different outfits as much as they can because they had a lot of fun. Like putting him, dressing him up, and putting props in his hands. And what do you um, think about that? Just doing that, yeah, it's fun. You know, it like gives you a different. You know, you have it. It kind of sets the scenes apart a little more because then you have the cowboy outfit and you have the um, the towel, and you know, it, it. You see a screenshot of it, and you know the scene. You know, it kind mm-hmm. of gives a little more character to the movie because Sonic's a little more, and it also I think helps him. Um, uh, you know, he's a cartoonish-looking character, but he's more a part of the scene because he's dressing for the part, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so it grounds him a little bit more. You see, so there are ways to do it and still make it worth work. Again, I think Tim Miller was just wrong when it came to his, his I think, it was probably came down to him, you know, the executive producer. Um, so I'm really happy that he bent and they actually put it in there. Um, I agree. So I think we're getting close to release. So here we go. Uh, finally, January 2020, the movie was almost within our grasp. Posters and online campaigns heated up. A really bad hip-hop tie-in song was revealed. And rumors of a Tales cameo were heard, first at Segabits. And finally, the big day came and Sonic the Hedgehog was hitting feeders. Oh so George, where were you? It came out February 14th, but they did showings February 13th. So where were you on February 13th, 2020, when Sonic hit American theaters? I'm sure you were in the theater, right, George? I was in the theater day once, the first second. No, no. I, I was not. I didn't watch it Liar. at first because, like, um, I didn't know what to expect. And I'm, I'm not the type of guy that, go watch, that, that goes and watches movies day one. Like, um... Even for like movies that I'm super excited about, I'll wait a couple of days. It's just I don't like being in the theater with a lot of people, and I feel like every time you go in with the first wave, I always feel like it's the noisiest people of all time. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I even saw people, and I do I love Sonic fans, and I'm happy that they're happy. But like posting videos of them like with their like right out of the movie theater, like just like talking about the movie, it's like I felt like that was bad when people did it in their car. But like yeah. literally in the in in the lobby of the theater, going oh crying and stuff. It's like oh I'm not God. that type of fan. I've never been that type of fan. I'm I'm glad there's people like that. But like, oh, and Sonic. the and the only reason I watched it so soon was because uh, we had to do the sci-fi podcast and we had to talk about it. So right. if they never messaged us, I probably would have waited a couple of weeks. But you know what? Now I'm actually very sad I didn't watch it day one because. Uh, 
now with the whole COVID nineteen is like the last big mm-hmm. blockbuster movie we got during yeah. these months that we have to wait and not talk to people. And now I'm yeah. like, wow, it feels like a lifetime ago. And it was just literally February, two months ago. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So um, for me, I was actually on a trip in Florida. I was on vacation visiting my grandpa. Mm-hmm. We took a uh, two days in Disney World. So I was actually at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge that day building my lightsaber. <laughs> so, Where's your lightsaber at? Um, it's right behind me. I'm well, blurry, I think, uh, in the video. But it's, it's, uh, what do you it's make? a blur back what, there. What color do you make? Uh, red. I went with the Sith. Oh man, so, bad guy. Um, I gotta say, like, it, it was in the back of my head a little bit, but like when I was there, I was so happy. <laughs> like I was having so much fun <laughs> that I was, you know, because I'm in. Di- I have different fandoms, so like, it's just interesting to think that I was like at peak Star Wars fandom at that time when probably one of the peak Sonic fandom things was happening, and I was ignoring it. I wasn't ignoring it, but I wasn't participating in it at that time. Um, I tried to go see the movie that weekend, but it was just really difficult because I was visiting family. And then the next weekend rolls around. You know, we were gone the last week, so I wanted to, you know, be home, do things. Next week hits, and I'm like, I really should go see that movie. And then we got the sci-fi call, and I'm like, "Uh, I don't have time to go see it. Can I cram it in? So I did watch a bootleg. Um, Good. And I didn't, I'm admitting that now. And I was telling myself, I felt bad. And I'm like, you know what? Next, this coming weekend, I'll go see it. And this is when the COVID stuff started to heat up. And my wife was like, I don't think you should go see a movie. And I'm like, that's crazy. Of course you go see a movie. And then I'm like, okay, okay. I'm busy anyway this weekend. I'll go during the week next week, yada, yada. It goes on. And then it's like, start, start, it starts to get real. And I'm like, oh, Guess that's not happening. So, you know, we were talking about that Sega logo, and that's the one thing I really am sad about that I didn't get to see in theaters was the big Sega logo on the big screen. And to be honest, I'm I'm sad that I wasn't a part of seeing the movie. Like, we'll get into the review right after this, but just to not be there kind of hurts, you know? Especially <laughs> since, uh, considering there was a well-received uh, by fans, at least, um, I think it got yeah. like a mid, like sixty something score. I personally think that it was better than Detective Pokemon because, like, or Pikachu, because I watched that with an open mind, and I felt yeah. like the story just went all over the place. And it was like, you know, when you you're following the plot and it gets a little muddy. I, mm-hmm. I thought this had that 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 problem, but not as bad. So I would say yeah. this had the narrative was uh, more focused. And it worked, but that's just my opinion. I, I want to hear what other people say, though, when they hear this, what they thought about Pokemon and this one. Because they're both kind <laughs> of in the real world with real, per, like, buddy-buddy, right? Like, in the right. in the Pikachu one, he's helping him solve his dad's murder, which is kind of grim, to be honest with you. And uh, yeah. this one, he's uh, it's basically uh, Sonic hanging out with Tom, a cop. So, yep. yeah. Um, so you mentioned the movie. So George, people have been asking us to review the movie. Oh no! And we have not. That's true. So let's do it here right now. Let's do a quick. You know, show's running long, but let's do a quick review. We'll run through plot, characters, writing, music, potential for a sequel, and then in the end we'll give it the classic thumbs up or thumbs down. Let's try to keep this like five minutes. I know that sounds short, but okay. So you know, kind of blaze through this. So so let's. And we don't need to recount it, but let's just say. Did you like the plot? 
parts of it and parts of it not. Uh, the buddy cop stuff works for a film like this, especially for an introductionary character, especially if you have to do it in the real world. You keep the scenes moving along. Uh, that mm-hmm. worked fine. I thought Tom and the girl, girlfriend subplot was all right. They, they delivered something that shouldn't have been there, and it's usually those kind of plot points are usually the most boring plot points in these movies. They delivered right. a performance enough where I was like, okay, Tom is actually a likable guy. Um, yeah. I did. I, I thought Robert uh, Robotic was I, on the second viewing. I, first viewing, I didn't like him. Uh, he was just Jim Carrey. Second viewing, I liked him, but I felt like uh, his partner should have been a robot, kind of like the classic robots, you know, like Cubot and Orbot or something. Uh, to, right. So when he hits them, it, you don't feel bad that he's like neck slapping a human in the face. Because uh, uh, <laughs> like I thought that was the whole point that he was lonely and he only talked to robots. It would have been cool if it was like two robot characters like the originals. Um, I'm trying to think of other plot points. I didn't like the whole power that he had that blue thing, like that lightning. Yeah. I, I I thought they could have just done the Chaos Emeralds or something. Um, I did like uh, Long Claw and I did like the Green Hill Zone stuff and I want to see more of that. I did like the Mushroom mm-hmm. Hill. Uh, callback and uh, that that's my only thing with the plot point and I, I, I it was just alright I mean it's a good introductionary movie uh, I'm more excited for the sequel like most people but yeah right yeah 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 so um, for me with the plot I think it, it really felt like a Sonic X adaptation instead of Chris Thorndike it was Tom Wachowski and I I think if you were to compare the two I think Tom's the better character but I will say the weakest parts of the movie and the reason why when I was rewatching the digital version, I kept tuning out and doing other things. Like I'd, I'd watch 20, 30 minutes of the movie and then pause it and, and watch it the next day was the, the Tom and Maddie stuff just really took me Just It just bored me when he was like, so what's this little thing you two have going on? Uh, it's a little nickname thing. You know, like these little cutesy couples arguments. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, this This is a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Like, they should have had the logo up here in the corner saying, don't forget, you're still watching Sonic the Hedgehog. Because that's the last thing I would have expected to see. I think the best stuff is the Green Hill Zone setup, the uh, Longclaw, the lore, and even the uh, evolution of Robotnik turning into the Eggman we know from the games. I thought that was actually well done. I did not like how Carrie looked in the the initial trailers but to see the transformation and even his voice starts to sound a little bit more like robotnik or like the game character Mm -hmm. i thought worked really well um as far as characters i mean sonic we could talk forever about sonic i feel like we've been talking forever about him for the past uh 25 plus years yeah but um in this game or in this game in this movie I thought they did a decent job. I just think he was a little too self-doubting. But, of course, this is an origin story, so I guess Sonic has to start somewhere. I guess he wasn't born cool. No. Um, How'd you feel about Sonic? Nobody's born cool, right? Um, Yeah. I liked him as a character. I know they did him as a juvenile delinquent, which is, I think, fine. Um, um, My issues with the Sonic character was probably, like, his plot was kind of weird, where... Tails is looking for him. He doesn't never had friends though in the beginning. He says, and uh, yeah. him stalking the characters. Like I kind of wanted to make a horror version of the trailer where it was the old model, <laughs> and it's like I've been watching you. Don't. And it's like these two people are in love, and they're like, "Oh, honey, where are you going?" And it's like I'm watching you all the time. You know what I mean? Like Donut Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Donut Lord. I know you get yeah. donuts every Monday. It's like a child's play trailer cut. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
So I, I think it, it, it works. Um, he was he was good. I just kind of wish they didn't do too much Flash jokes. I feel like when they pitched this movie to the old person, they were like, you know, the movie uh, The Flash or that uh, Quicksilver from X-Men, that's kind of how yeah. we're going to do Sonic. And that's basically what they did a lot. Like, time slows down. Is he fast or does he slow down time? I don't know. Whatever. Right. And I'm with you on that. I think that was a mistake to treat him like he was Quicksilver or The Flash, or even Superman, where Sonic can move fast, but he still reacts in real time. It's not as though, like you saw with the missile thing, he wasn't moving fast, he was just standing there. So how the heck could he just stop and go, hmm, do-do-do-do-do, you know? But overall, I thought Sonic, I think the the redesign really helped. And I think I think Schwartz's characterization shines through a lot more because of that, if he was in the old one, you'd be looking more at the weird design and, and paying less attention to the performance, which I thought was fine. I also appreciated that in the commentary, he actually is very aware of the people who voice Sonic. So he mentions Ryan, he mentions Roger. So that's cool. Uh, yeah. Maybe he's talked to them. I don't know. Um, Longclaw, we have her here. It's a girl, right? Woman? Yes, um, the mother character. Yeah, and very little is seen of her, but she's almost like the wizard character that brought her, brought Sonic into our world and, you know, raised him. I think there's more there that they could explore. I'm surprised there wasn't, like, a kid's book that came out with, like, Baby Sonic and Longclaw. Um, seems like a missed opportunity there. Would You you like Longclaw, yeah? I did like, like Longclaw. I thought it was kind of weird that they they kind of like established like you have to leave because there's you have this power. But yet they put him in a world where he was alone forever and like he still got caught in. I mean he still got found out that he has the power, right? So it's kind of like a Superman kind of plot where you're not supposed to tell people about your power and you you leave your world. But it's like... What was the point? And why are these echidnas fi- trying to find him? And it's like, that yeah. was interesting to me. Like, I wish that we explore that more in the sequel, but yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what they called it, but then they say he has like the chaos energy or something like that. So I think what they're setting up is that the echidnas know that Sonic has the ability to harness the chaos emeralds and the master emerald, and maybe they're trying to raise their island or sink it. Who knows? But I think that's what they were setting up there. Um, I also think, and we'll get into Robotnik now, we talked about him a lot when we were talking the plot there, so I don't think we have to say too much more, but um, I think Carrie worked really well. I think he kind of stole the show. I think he he interacted really well with all of the characters that he interacted with. I liked his, his uh, Agent Stone, his sidekick. I liked how he, uh, you know, traded repartee with uh, Sonic. I liked his fights with Tom, so... Overall, I think, you know, Robotnik was probably the strongest part of the movie. And um, should we bunch Tom and Maddie together and talk um, about those I, guys? I, ha- I, have them, I have them separate, so we could talk about Donut Lord at first. I know yeah, you didn't yeah. like them. I, I still feel like he did a good job to be the sidekick. I feel like that's a pretty hard... Um, it's kind of hard to be in an animated film when... Uh, the star is Sonic, and you're just the guy that they have there so they can sh- uh, save on CGI. Usually, it's really awfully done. I thought he was just right. fine. I mean, obviously, I don't like the idea that there's a Tom, uh, the cop friend character. Like, I don't I don't like that usually in these movies. But I, right. this could have been a lot worse, and that's that's basically it. And he's a handsome dude for the moms, you know, so they can bring the kids. 
Yeah, I feel bad for the stuff I said about James Marsden because he did really feel like they were kind of like picking one of their last choices. Like, no offense to the guy, but yeah. like X Men Three was really his last big movie. Um, so you know, but then again, you look at it, and I think he works well. I think he uh, he actually is pretty funny for a guy I didn't think was funny. Now, as far as Maddie. I thought she was fine. She played, uh, the actress, I believe, played Michelle Obama in the movie South Side with You. Mm. And I saw them filming that, actually. And it's funny because... So, okay, so hear me out. Remember the Sonic backpack meme yeah. with Obama? Think <laughs> yeah. about it. Sonic is now the child, basically, of Tom and Maddie. They, Maddie's they, they, actress yeah. played Michelle Obama... So that's can like that backpack's more accurate than it has ever been. Sonic is an Obama, basically. Uh, yeah, she's a great actress. She's uh, she played. <laughs> I guess she's a good actress. I mean, like I I don't mind her in the role. I I do think that she's like even had a lesser role than Tom. So obviously, like she didn't really have like oh I'm I'm a strong character. She just played the I'm the girlfriend that's supportive and always loves you and that and I'm at the house. Right, right, right. And then she's got the sister with the daughter. That who hates him? Magically, this, the little girl magically has Sonic's shoes. And I don't know whose shoes those are. The, the, the um, shoes that went through a lot of, like, when we first saw it, they were supposed to be Nikes. And, that, and I think in the end, they were Pumas. Did you buy any yeah. of, the, of the promotion shoes? I buy promotional shoes. I see the people who do, and I'm just like, nah. I, I, I want them, <laughs> but I'm not going to pay money for them. But, I, I mean, I no, no, no. I look slick with 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 the... With the um, oh, I, what do you? How do you feel about Crazy Carl? Uh, I have him right here on the screen with the Sanic drawing. Uh, I actually yeah. thought it was cool that they have a crazy guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. He had such a minor role in the movie. He was just the crazy guy that saw Sonic and nobody else did. And then, in the end, he's the right one, right? He was right. Told you guys, the Blue Demon was real. Right, yeah, he does have a minor role, but he pops up constantly throughout the movie. And in the deleted scenes, there is an extended sequence where he's hunting Sonic and you can see the old read the old design that is like in shadow. It's really creepy. Um, so if you want your horror movie, there's your footage to pull from. Ooh. And finally for characters, uh, it's crazy. Cause you said crazy Carl, you know, should he be on here? Tails had less screen time than crazy Carl. But we have to talk Tails about is here. him because it's like, yeah, we gotta, they had the original voice actor. Cool. Um, the design looks mm -hmm. cool because obviously it's a redesign. I want to see the original design of it because imagine mm -hmm. how creepy it is. And I do know that they said that uh, this movie uh, or this character was supposed to be in the original movie or in the original script. Highly doubted because I feel like a lot of the yeah. story contradicts Tails being his friend or Tails finding him. Like you would think that when you meet Tom and you talk to him about these other worlds, you would say, oh, I lost my friend Tails in the other world or – have a way like why are you hiding from tails like and why was tails never mentioned in the beginning or anything i, I just don't get it yeah well in the games tails was just like a fan of sonic's and he started following him around so maybe this is tails knowing that sonic has this like echidna energy that they're looking for and so he knows Sonic is important, and when he meets Sonic, he starts to idolize him and become more of a friend. And I'm wondering if the setup is that Tom learns to let Sonic go because he found a friend from his home, his own world. And so maybe Tom will have like a, it'll be like a shorter, maybe 20 minutes into the movie, Tom's like, you know what, buddy, you go have your adventure with your pal. We'll always be friends. You can always come back here, but you know, go get that 
that Eggman. Um, maybe that's what it's going to be. Um, maybe. Uh, maybe, but, you know, I really liked how the voice actress was retained. I'm surprised that they did that. It's the, the woman who was doing Tales in the Games. And so I'm wondering if they're going to keep them or if it's going to be like a Tom Holland situation, you know, where they're like, they finally, the next movie has more of a budget and they bring someone new on. I hope not because I, I want them to keep the consistency. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I put writing in here because, you know, plot and writing kind of go hand in hand, but uh, it does, you know, like character dialogue, things like that. I should note, they said in the commentary, a lot of Sonic's lines were actually uh, improvised. So what they said on set was not was in the final movie. So that been a kind of a pain, I think, right? Like for CGI. So yeah. So well, not re- because basically they would decide on the final thing Sonic would say, and then that would be what they animated. So what I find interesting is, and I'm going to ask you this for the writing thing: Do you think Sonic was inconsistent with the rest of the character dialogue? I I, I didn't. I mean, outside of like he always made these like speed jokes, uh, I didn't really notice anything that weird about his writing i did i would say that some of the i don't know like some of the writing was fine i do like that they had a fast and the furious joke which is kind of funny because the producers the fast and the furious right (laughs) i thought that made me laugh uh but uh, no did you notice anything no i didn't i just thought it was i i feel like sometimes that can really fall flat like with ghostbusters 2016 when you let everyone start riffing and making stuff up on set and then you basically lose the plot so i'm glad that he let he let uh, Ben Schwartz improvise, but not to the point of throwing the movie's plot off. Mm. So that's a that's a case where you know where when you start to uh, uh, divert away from the writing, the plot starts to suffer. And I think it it didn't in the end. I think they did a good job. I think Ben Schwartz was committed enough to the story to know that this wasn't like goofy time at the improv. Like he had a character he was playing, so that's good. I do um, I do think that some of the robotic scenes kind of felt like they were like some of the film that you could tell. I don't know, like they felt like they were filmed like in way different time, and like they could have mm-hmm. just like plicked them and plopped them anywhere in the plot, like uh, which I guess is easy for an editor because now you're like, okay, we got this much of the Sonic, well, we got to take a break, put back Eggman in here, right. you know. But right. so I could tell, like, when I was watching it the few times that I could have just, like, edited the movie any way I wanted to. Like, I could just put this scene <laughs> here, this scene here. It, just as long as the beginning and the end are the same, anything in between it could be mixed and matched. So you're saying it felt a little disjointed. Yeah, I felt like they, they missed around with that a lot. Like, you could tell when mm-hmm. the second viewing, I could tell, like, oh, yeah, they could have edited this any way they wanted. And the way they edit it is fine, but it, it does feel like... You, it doesn't sit too long, which is good for a kid's film because kids don't want to be sitting there hearing like if you watch the first TMNT movie, I like the second one because it jumped when I was a kid. But now as an adult, I like the first movie because it has a story about family and it's more concise and more into the character. But yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. Um, Music wise, I will just say that I think the music was fine, but forgettable. I was actually really surprised that junkie XL gave such a average safe soundtrack yeah. average soundtrack like if you look on twitter people are sharing this and i posted one too where it's the chase scene with only the sound effects and people were putting music onto it now i like i said i watched the movie um in a not so legal way initially um i later rec- rectified that i threw a lot of money at sega um i've been throwing money at sega but I didn't remember the music from that scene, but I rewatched it uh, with the headphones on. It was so forgettable. It was like, this is the biggest scene. I was expecting some really fun, 
hard driving, either cartoonish or sonicy music, but it was just like dun dun you know it was just like <laughs> maybe they forgot to pay him like it was also i don't know it was also interesting to hear that he said that he wanted to do it on like a 16-bit sound chip or something and they wouldn't let him and they wouldn't let him but i'm like did he really want to do all that work because like i don't know like he didn't feel like he even like remixed old songs or even took inspirations from old songs there was a bit when they were like fixing the house and they played green hill zone like a, a key a piano uh remix mm-hmm. and i looked that up and it was like a totally different artist i think it was like they, there's like a live performance of the guy doing it on youtube and that's all oh. i saw and i was kind of surprised because like it took me forever to find it on the internet when they when the right right so I will say the best and most memorable music did not come from him. It was the um, uh, Hyper Potions mm. Discovery, I think it was, from Sonic Mania at the beginning, and then the Green Hill stuff going on. But I'll be honest, like I was really disappointed that Junkie XL's soundtrack, which I actually have within reaching distance here, had a limited release on uh, CD. Um, it was just, it was forgettable, and I'm I'm kind of surprised by that. And no themes stuck out really. I heard people say that the Robotnik stuff sounded kind of like Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. It's kind of a stretch. So um, I think that was actually the weakest part of the movie, surprisingly. And this is from a guy who complained constantly for the last two years about what I thought the plot was going to be. I Um, I have to agree. And I hope that for the future movie, they kind of look at the uh, Sega sound team. Because I feel like even though there's some really bad Sonic games... The soundtracks are always yeah. slapping, man. They always have this soundtrack mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, man, Sonic Goes 6, hear the soundtrack, dude. That thing is great. And that, that you don't have to yeah. even play the game. Um, so what do you think about the not, – not so much like the potential for a sequel in terms of what the studio might do, but do you want a sequel? Yes. I mean I think yeah. everybody that watched this movie coming out were more excited for what the future holds for Sonic than they were about the movie. I feel like the movie was kind of like watching – the first maybe like five episodes of Sopranos, you're like, eh, it's, it's it's cool, it's shot well, but like it's building up to something and I feel like this movie is just building up to the sequel. And uh, that's right. what fans really wanted and that's why they came out excited because they liked mm-hmm. what they saw from the Sonic world. Like the little glimpse they gave you, it's kind of like The Force Awakens when they give you all these little, plot, little, little sugary plot points and you're like, ooh, where does mm-hmm. that lead? And that's kind of what they did here. Right, and I think the difference is in The Force Awakens, they give you those, but then they pay them off within the same movie. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times, because you get Han Solo, you get the Falcon, you get a lot of these cool things, you get Luke at the end. I mean, spoiler alert. Here, though, I feel like a lot of the times they were, um, they were, and if you listen to the commentary, they'll keep going, oh, there's an Easter egg, there's an Easter egg. Every time it's an Easter egg, it's something pertaining to Sonic and, and the stuff we love. Anytime it's something else, it's like, Oh, yeah, we had a lot of fun uh, doing the scene where um, Tom and Maddie were blah, blah, blah. So it's like I feel like they were not focused on what really would have made the movie great. I think the fact that we thought the Long Claw stuff and the Green Hill stuff was the strongest and that's just the setup says a lot about the movie's weaknesses. Still having said that, I think it's a very watchable movie. I think it's a very competently made movie. I think it's made by people who cared about what they were making. I just don't think they cared so much about making a great Sonic movie as they were making a great family movie comedy, which I think is rare these days. So, I mean, honestly, let's do our thumbs up. 
you know, people are going to be surprised. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I'm giving it a thumbs up too. I think it's yeah. a it's a good family movie, like you said. There's those are rare. Like I, I watch some family movies, and I mean rare outside of Pixar, right? Where like yeah, you watch like the Smurfs. I didn't really like the Smurfs. I mean the uh, no. the Chickmon Chimp Monks one or whatever that one I didn't like either. So, Awful. Yeah, so this became a lot better. I think, like you said, at least they had the Easter eggs. I think the problem was that executives don't really think people know about Sonic or Sega. Like the at least the average moviegoers and maybe not but like people didn't know who shazam was before the shazam movie can you imagine they're like sorry he can't transform into a superhero in shazam because nobody knows who that is nobody cares it Mm -hmm. has to be a kid movie where he hangs out with a cop and they eat donuts all day so in my opinion you have to establish the lore and put the lore and i wish they put more of that lore in the film but it's still you know prime for a sequel and i hope that the studio execs Move out of the way and let the directors and writers that put mm-hmm. those Easter eggs go all full out for the next movie. Yeah, yeah. And- if you like our content, don't forget. No, um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so due to the coronavirus, mm-hmm. the movie did not see a full theatrical run. I think it was 45-day run. But it did see a long enough run to make it the biggest video game movie ever in domestic sales. The movie ended up making 306 million worldwide, just shy of 325 million, which would have been—I don't understand this. I saw this in an article. Would have been 3.83 times its production budget, which I guess is amazingly well. But instead, it just did amazing. Um, it is unknown how much Sonic would have made in the end, but it is currently the second highest-grossing film in 2020 as of this podcast. Uh, should theaters reopen by September, we could see it dethroned very quickly by the likes of Wonder Woman 84, No Time to Die, and others. I honestly, my prediction is No Time to Die is going to be the highest uh, grossing movie of the year, people, followed by Wonder Woman 84. Do you think people are going to go right back? I mean, after summer, maybe. I well, I, I, I'm talking because that because No Time to Die is November. Oh, okay, okay. So unless there's like, and I don't want to date this uh, podcast, but like unless there's a flare up again of cases, mm-hmm. I think people are going to be going to this to see because No Time to Die has been delayed insanely. Like if you think Sonic was delayed, No Time to Die has been delayed, I think, three or four times now. I mean, The New Mutants only rivals it because that movie is supposed to come out in 2017. So yeah. I, it's, or it was filmed in 2016, I think, 2017 release, yeah. And it's funny that the movie that beat this movie so far is uh, Bad Boys 4, one of the best movies, Bad Boy for Life, you know what I mean? Four That's life. right, man. Um, Bad Boys ride together, bad boys die together. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I guess we could close it up, or do you have anything else to say about the movie? Yeah, well, we're getting close to the closing, so I'm just going to say, uh, looking at where Sonic the movie began and where it ended up, um, what do you think of the film's journey to the big screen? Do you think uh, – what do you think? It's a weird ride that I think if you look at our early Sega news bits were like very negative towards the movie. Um, I think we ate socks here because I think it did sound terrible when we first heard about it. And But the redesign and uh, the actual movie plot was good enough to make us excited for a sequel. So I would say – very well done for the studio, and the journey mm-hmm. was very interesting. And watching all the twists yeah. and turns 
was interesting. Yeah, as you can see, that you know, this is our longest Sega talk, I think. Um, but I think it's it's well earned because there's so much to talk about with this movie. Um, you you did say we ate our socks. I think um, we were dead on when it came to the pre-redesign stuff. I think this movie would have bombed hard, been garbage. We would have hated it just because of that that original design. Even if the movie was the same movie we got, it just it lacked the uh, energy and and just does that comes from that design that we finally got. Um, so I th- I'm glad that they did what they did. They you know they got kicked in the teeth a little bit, but in the end, they made the the best possible movie that they could have made with this budget and with this plot you know it's it is what it is but i'm really hoping for a sequel um a sequel is being discussed in an interview with sci-fi wire jeff fowler said if another happens he would like to see sonic and tails together and we would see robotnik evolve into his video game persona uh nothing's been greenlit yet but you gotta imagine that's because hollywood's kind of closed right now but i think it would be crazy not to start work following all of this given the movie's success so we do have patreon memories um if you support us on patreon you get your comments read um unfortunately some of these guys they're really really long so what i'm going to do is i'm going to put these in the article when we post it up on the sites but i will just uh read the first few sentences from these guys so daniel andres he says i went to go see the movie with my buddy alex and we both really liked it it felt nice a neat little small town at the end of the day. Personally, I did I did want a different film, one preferably animated that consisted of Sonic, Tails, Amy, Eggman, and maybe Metal Sonic, but for a first film, uh, yada, yada. I'm sorry. <laughs> he has a very, very long... Um, but, it, you know, it sounds like he, uh, you know, he, liked, he liked what we got. Uh, Nicholas Schaefer says, Wow, where to start with this one? Well, when the original trailer released, I resolved to boycott it. After the redesign, I was cautiously, cautiously optimistic and well, I would have preferred all animated in Sonic's world, but at the end of the day, I just wanted something that was family fun and that wouldn't be embarrassing, and boy, did it deliver. It was amazing. I saw it five times, and I bought the steel book. So, you know, it, it's kind of like these people were on a similar journey to us. They were like, eh, and now they're like, eh. So, um, on that note, thank you for watching Sega Talk. We will be back again with who knows what, but uh, maybe we'll talk about Snail Naze in the next episode. Ten minutes. I can't wait. Give ourselves a break. (laughs) All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.